Hey everybody, welcome back to Fun Times at Camp Marco. This is episode 5 and 6. It's going to be a double podcast. So we will have for you a long story time, crafty segment, two crafty segments actually, um, a lunch menu, and then we're going to be out of here. So I'm Aunt Jala. I'm Zoe. And I'm nauseous from spinning around in that chair. Alright, so we are going to have a story time about our adventures yesterday. It's um, important to know some actual news before we talk about this segment, which is that um, the governor of Wisconsin has decided to issue a safer-at-home slash shelter-in-place order, which means that they don't want people going out and about um, unless it's something that is essential or urgent. Thanks, so. Um, so we might have gotten out on one of the very last days to have an adventure, so we're very happy that we did. So for people that haven't been to Devil's Lake, it's an amazing park that has a crystal clear lake in the middle that has cliffs of um, tumbled rocks on both sides that you can climb up. You can also take a path that goes from the lake all the way up to the top. When you arrive there, you go through the ticketing place and then there's a beach and after that, you get to the trail that goes through the rocks, and then you can choose to either climb up to the high trail or continue on the low trail. So usually when you try to get into Devil's Lake, it's very popular, and there's a long line to get the tickets um, or the stickers for your car. But today, yesterday, we drove right up, and the building was closed, and there was just a little sign that said, Hey, get your own sticker. There's a machine right next to this building. And by the way, there's only going to be limited bathrooms available. So we So we thought we might find a bathroom since we were going to go rock climbing, but the first two buildings that we checked were not the ones that were open, so we just decided to worry about that later. So we had two dogs with us. Bubba had his dog, Jack, who is old, but he's very spry, and he actually can climb rocks by himself. And then we brought Sasha for the first time. She's our Shih Tzu dog. She is about 16 pounds and very short legs. So we figured she wouldn't be able to climb any rocks. So we brought a special backpack that I'd only used once before that was made for carrying dogs. We started out walking all together with the dogs on leashes. And we had to be careful of any people that we saw coming towards us. So everyone was very aware and kind and just stepped aside to give people plenty of social distance. Um, do you want to talk about how many people were there, Kai? Sure. So, on the trail that we were going to, to get to the rock climb, there were barely any people. Probably that we passed about, you know, like nine in all. Normally they'd be like filled with people. We all continued along until we found a place that we thought would be good for climbing up the rocks. And these aren't just small rocks, not like the size of a grapefruit. We're talking the size of a minivan. So we got to a point where we thought would be a good good rock climbing area. And these are very large rocks, so it's pretty tricky. They're also beautiful because they're um, lavender quartz. And they have moss formations that are very pretty. So as you climb, you get an amazing view of the lake. So we all started climbing, and 
we put Sasha in the backpack, which was very funny because it took both Karina and Steve to shove her in there because she really did not want to go. But once she got in and she saw that she was up high, she did not want to get out either. <laughs> so Steve, being the uh, strongest and fastest, took Sasha in the backpack. And he led the way, climbing up like a mountain goat with a tiny dog on its back, as they do. <laughs> um, and then the kids were close behind. Jack did all right at first, but after a certain point, it became clear that he was too scared to go on. He just did not like being up high at all. So Bubba said that he wanted to go back down. And we had a decision to make. Should we all go back down, which is kind of tricky, actually almost harder than going up, should we all go up, which we couldn't do because Jack was too scared, or should we split up? So we decided that I would go down with Bup and Jack, and Sasha and the kids would keep going up to the high path. But we had a problem because I had Sasha's leash in my pocket, and we had to get that from me to the kids who are significantly higher. So I climbed up as far as I could, and Kai climbed down, and we did the big leash transfer. Okay, so it was all going fine, you know. I was climbing up, giving, about to give the leash to Karina, when suddenly I dropped the leash through a crack in the rocks. So I thought, dang, if I try to pull the string up, there's so much that it might keep falling. It might move it a little to fall all the way down. So I care I went in that tiny crack since I'm so small, carefully pulled the string up little by little and eventually all the string was pulled so then the the handle started getting pulled out and then I got man that was a relief. Um so so it was only us kids alone now. So we thought yeah, we need to make up a plan. So I I said maybe I should just be the leader and the scout since I'm the fastest here since Steve has the doge on his back. So I sh I could just climb ahead and see which pass is the easiest and they, they thought that would be fine. So, you know, we climbed on. That's what we did. And then after a while of climbing, we got to this little ledge, and we thought maybe it's time for a water break. The dog looks like she wants to go out of the backpack and get some water. So we sat down, got some water for the dog, put it in a cup, and then took the dog out because we wanted to give her water. So then, after giving her water and like letting her roam around on the ledge for a little, we put her back in the little dog pack. But right before... Aiden, or Steve, picked up the backpack. She jumped out of the backpack, and, like, so we had to, like, stuff her in and then pick her up real quickly so she wouldn't jump out because she doesn't want to jump out while she's on the back. She just doesn't like the pack, so she jumped out before she was on the back, before she was up high. So that was kind of scary, and then we kept climbing after that. So yeah, that whole time I was scouting, and then we, I found another, you know, easy path, just like normal, like, just like I did. So then they followed me up, you know, I was way ahead, and then I saw it, the final hill. I didn't know it was the final hill, so I thought, I'm just going to climb up here and see where this goes. Bam. 
there was the trail. So I ran down and said, Hey guys, I found the trail. It's up here. And this whole time, by the way, all of us needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so it was kind of hard. We really needed to get back. You know, except for Karina. She didn't have to go to the bathroom. Anyway, um, so we were... We were all excited since we were almost at the end. And I I got up first, and then Aiden, or Steve, joined me with Sasha. And then Karina. Right after that, Aiden let Sasha go. No, Karina didn't go. Oh, yeah, Karina wasn't up yet. So Aiden was up with Steve, and he let Sasha go. Sasha ran around. She was so excited that we weren't climbing anymore. We were on the trail. Then she ran back down and back up, like, easily. And we and we were just like, so you could have climbed that entire time. Seriously? I mean, maybe she could have. It, it looked like it from her going down and up that hill. Anyway, so, yeah, that was kind of funny and frustrating. I got up before Chris. So after that, um, we looked up on some viewing points, and, you know, we weren't at the top of the trail, because, you know, that would involve way more climbing, and plus, that's where the climbing ended us at. So we looked at, at some viewing points, very beautiful, half ice, half water, insanely gorgeous, and... No, I can't even explain it. Um, anyway, so one of the high viewing points, my dad proposed to my mom at Devil's Lake. So we walked all the way down, which is actually also, you know, it's pretty steep, annoying. So we w- finally got all the way down, and then we saw, we saw her. It was Angela. She was waving. And then finally, she told us where the bathrooms were. What a relief. So while the kids were off having their adventure, Bup and I had gotten down and found a really nice picnic spot with a big grill. Bup had brought wood and newspaper from home, so we unloaded the car and got a nice fire ready for when the kids came down. We had marshmallows, hot dogs, all kinds of treats, hot drinks, which was funny because the kids actually were very warm and really what they wanted was water, but luckily we had that too. So we had scoped out where the bathroom was. It was a building that we didn't expect, a small building made out of stone. And so we were able to tell them, yes, that's the place to go. And we were all having a good time roasting marshmallows on our nice fire. Um, We just saw a few people going by and everyone was very kind to each other. And a few dogs, and Jack refrained from attacking them. He really is pretty old and mellow by this time. One thing we saw that we thought was funny was was three people who were training for something kind of halfway down the beach from us. And even though we were in a big natural setting where they could have run around the trails and rocks, they were all just sitting there running in place for many, 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 many minutes. (laughs) And we were laughing because... Well, either Bup or Steve was like, you know, they could do that inside their house. <laughs> so a good time was had by all. Devil's Lake was very beautiful, and it wasn't even that cold. We expected a big wind whipping off of the lake, but it was about 40 degrees and calm. So everyone was able to stay outside as long as they wanted. 
And next, Kai is going to do a crafty segment about building with classic Legos. Um, okay, so, um, so yeah, the Legos, they were, at first, I was looking at the instructions, and it looked like if I wanted to make all of them, I would have to take some pieces apart from this set to get it to, to complete, um, completely complete this set, but actually, no, I didn't. They were just enough pieces. And, um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't know that. And I have all these Lego sets out here. Um, I got a train, a blue train, a yellow car, you know, a little crocodile, I dropped a car, a little crocodile, you know, a big flower, a little flower. They were, they were pretty easy to make, but not too easy, like the train and the car were a little hard. But, you know, they weren't too easy again. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty fun. Didn't take that many Legos to make. Not that much time either. So, all pretty small, too. You know, the train's the biggest, but it's still not that big. Pretty much wraps it up for the Legos. Not, not that long of a segment, but pretty much it. And we have a second crafty segment, and that's going to be what, how we made first aid kits. So... We did first aid, and pretty much how we did it, we took empty, like, Altoid mint um, containers and just put some fabric on it, you know, like white and then, you know, Red Cross. But, actually, no, we didn't do that. We got it, we got those little tin cans at the Crafts Mart. But, yeah, you could use Altoid tin cans too i mean it doesn't have to be tin either anyway so yeah pretty much what we did we got a bunch of band-aids and stuff like that alcohol wipes no no not that kind of alcohol wipes it seriously helps with like scratches and stuff anyway so yeah we put a bunch of things in there and we glued the fabric on and done so then we just did a bunch more, and then now we have, like, seven homemade first aid kits. So now we've just been passing them around, keeping people healthy, just in case, you know, they get a cut. Yeah, just in case. So, yeah, um, it was pretty fun. Didn't take that long either. It's not like it's this huge project. Um... They were very happy about it. And it's really useful. That's pretty much it. Now, um, now we're going to go on to our next segment. So, I'm still here. So, it's, I'll just keep explaining it. Because Zoe and Aunt Jala are actually going to make, are making lunch right now for lunch segment. Lunch menu segment. So, this segment is about scavenger hunt. We actually just finished doing it. So I'll just read the list and, you know, so you guys have an idea of, you know, what we had to do. So first of all, the, the, we had to, um, 
we had to do we had to do this in order. We had to take pictures of these. Four different kinds of leaves, up to five cats, something hand knitted, something blue, something new, something alive, not a pet, something cool, three things in Grammy and Bubba's front garden. Someone related to you can be through a window. Something old or ugly, not a person. Cute baby chicks. I think the chicks want to say hi too. Speaking of chicks, let's give the speaker to them. Oh, never mind. They're sleeping. Um, very cute. So yeah, first it started off. Very close. It was me and Zoe frantically taking pictures of, you know, different kind of things. You know, things we needed to do. But Zoe only got three different kinds of leaves. Still neck to neck. But then it got ahead. I just went bam, bam, bam. Different leaves, bam. But Zoe was actually ahead of me because she only got three leaves. We were both doing the cats. And I found the hand knitted immediately. And then Zoe did two. Um, so then next was something blue. I found that also immediately. It was a couch. And Zoe thought since there was a blue binder in her picture, the hand knitted picture, she that would count as blue. But no, because it was only in one picture. So right now I was ahead. Um ten to nine. So we had this so then she got the something new which was the couch, but that was my something blue. And then I ran down and took a picture of the new chair. The next was something live, not a pet. So I ran outside and saw a squirrel. Zoe went to the flowers immediately, got a picture of that really far away, and then I was already outside, so I went to Grammy and Bubba's yard and got three things, and took three things of it, they were right next to each other, and then someone related to me, went right inside, took a picture of Mike, um, Something older, ugly. There was this ripped up chair that I thought would be great. And finally, cute baby chicks. I took a picture of that. I got 23. Zoe only got 16. Because I got five points from being first. So, yeah, that was pretty fun. So, next we will. Final. No, not final. We're actually, we're going to do the lunch menu, and then we're going to give you a tip. And then, you know, that'll be it. Now we have an amazing lunch menu. I'll go first. So I think that the pizza bagels were amazing, and that the, the smoothies, the strawberry and banana smoothies, were just the right consistency, even though it had a little chunks. I agree, Zo. We made classic cheese pizzas and a classic... Um, smoothie with bananas and strawberries, so kind of an old-school combination. Well, I like the pizza-ish top with the 
sauce and the cheese and a bagel on the bottom. And I like you thinking how when you how when the blender broke, you thought, "Oh, I'll just use the mixer." So then you put bananas and strawberries and a little rice milk in. It all tasted very good. Except for me, you forgot the extra cheese. Otherwise, it was great. Lastly, we have a tip. Grammy just told me that the New York Times told her that a way to tell if you might be getting the coronavirus is if you lose your sense of smell or taste. Apparently, up to five days before you start to show other symptoms, you might find it hard to smell or taste things. So, if that happens to you, be careful, and you might want to get tested. Otherwise, everyone take care. From all of us here at Camp Marco, be alert. Be flexible. Be safe. And wash your hands. And also...